0: Great to see you all, Paul do you want to drop that a bit, just a little bit, is that okay, can we just drop this a bit, good man, great to see you all this morning, thanks for coming out, thanks for coming out, alright kids, very quickly, very quickly, anyone want to tell me what you got for Christmas, anyone want to tell me, go on Joshua, what did you get, oh he's brought it with him, he's brought it with him, what have you got man, what is that, how great, I can't see it from here, how great is our God book, that's amazing, brilliant. Pastor's kid, brilliant. All right, anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone? Anyone else? Go on, Evie. What have you brought? LOL, it's in at the moment. Apparently, LOL, brilliant. Is that? Do you want to know what I got? I'm literally wearing most of the things that I got. Okay, I've got these brand new trainees. We'll start from, we'll start from, we'll start from the bottom up. We've got these brand new trainees. I've also got new socks and underwear, standard, standard, standard. All the dads are crawling, RD. we're crawling through November and December for our new socks and our new underwear. But the, the, two things, the first thing that topped it off for me was I got a nose and ear hair trimmer <laughs> off my brother, right, right? And I have never seen so much excitement amongst a number of middle-aged men over the quality of my nose and ear Hair trimmer that I got. It's got a little light on it and everything. I actually don't. Do you, you, you trim in the dark? You know in, case, you know, in case you. Yeah. But the one thing that I need a little bit of help on is this shirt that I've got. Do you like this new shirt? I've got this new shirt on. And on the label it said double XL slim fit. I just don't understand how those two things go together. I just feel like next I'm messing with my head. It's like you double XL. But don't worry, because we are politically correct, that's actually slim fit in your mind. It's one of them. Back in the day, Double XL was you need to go to the gym fit. That's what, that's, that's what it means. But I trust and I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day yesterday. And I hope that continues for you today. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 22. I'm going to read a few verses there. And as, as Paul reminded us, we've been looking at the, the songs, the, the, the responses of blessing and praise that people had at the coming of the Lord Jesus. We looked at uh, um, mary we looked at zechariah we looked at the angel's response and the shepherd's response and today we're going to be looking at the response specifically of one person but actually of two let's read together and when the time came for their purification according to the lord of moses they brought him up to jerusalem to present him to the lord as it is written in the law of the lord every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the lord And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, that being Simeon, took Jesus up in his arms, blessed God, and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Let me pray. Father in heaven, we pray and we ask that you would speak to us by your word. This morning, we ask, Lord, that you would stir our affections for your son, the Lord Jesus, like you are constantly doing. We pray that you would do that specifically from your word today. Amen. What are you waiting for? What are you longing for? We've just come through a period of waiting and longing, haven't we? Especially for every kid in this room. Because on the 1st of December, what do you get? An Advent calendar. And the waiting and the longing begins. It kicks in at that point, doesn't it? It becomes real. Mum and Dad have put the decorations up. The Advent calendar comes out. We actually planned well this year. I think Sean bought our Advent calendars in January. In January, because we often forget to get that. So I don't know what that chocolate was like, but there was chocolate behind those little doors at that time. Now, every year in our house, we have the conversation all the time to why there are only 24 doors in an Advent calendar when Christmas is on the 25th. And the answer is always the same, that we only need 24 because on the 25th, the very thing that we've been waiting for, we've been longing for, Christmas Day has arrived. And there's no need to long. There's no need to wait Anymore the hope of presents food games family time Christmas specials on TV. It's realized and the waiting is done Now sometimes kids try to short-circuit that don't they and eat all the chocolates beforehand I was one of them clearly because of me double XL slim fit shirt (laughs) or There are those who actually Get done with the waiting and the longing get distracted And have run out of steam by the 12th and the 13th. And forget to open. And forget to open. Folks, life is often marked by longing and waiting. We long for the work day to be over. We long for the early night or the good night's sleep. We long and wait for holidays. We long and wait for that loan to be paid off. We long and wait to see family we haven't seen for a while. We long and we wait for a reprieve from any stress or any difficulty that we are experiencing. We long and we wait for something or for a time that is better than this. Like we said, over the past four weeks, we've seen that the coming of Jesus as a baby, we've seen the incarnation, we've seen God becoming flesh and stepping into time, but stepping into a context where people have been longing and people have been waiting. See, God had not spoken to his people directly for 400 years. And for 400 years, they'd been waiting. For 400 years, they'd been longing Which actually, folks, was a continuation of a a situation which was much more long. Right at the beginning of time. Right since the beginning of time, people have been waiting for God to put things right. And even though humanity rejected God, God in his kindness made a promise that he would put all things right. That one day he would send a king. That one day he would send somebody who was anointed by him. That one day he would send someone who was a savior and to usher in a time and an era where the kingdom of the Messiah would come and would reign with righteousness and would reign with justice. That's what the people were waiting for when Jesus came. And we've been reminded that this expected king came in the most unexpected way to the people who were waiting but the question is this yes they were waiting for a king yes they were waiting for god to fulfill a promise but what actually were they in the reality of the everyday waiting for what were they waiting for what were they longing for what was in the hearts of both the individuals and also people of God and the passage today introduces us to two older people we don't know much about apart from what is said here and we have another song of response when they met Jesus and within it I think we see the two things that God's people were longing for the first one is consolation and the second one is redemption so the first person that we meet in the story is a man called Simeon. He's an old man, verse 25 tells us. And he tells us that he was righteous and he was devout. That means he was a God-fearing man and he diligently sought to obey God by living out the law every day. He sought to be obedient to his God. And it tells us there that he was waiting and he was longing for, as he describes it, the consolation of Israel, verse 25. Folks, the word consolation means encouragement. It means comfort. Here's an old man that has been devout, that knows the promises of God, and in his heart's desire, what is he longing for? He's longing for comfort. He's longing for encouragement. He's longing for consolation. See, the fact that Simeon is longing and waiting for this is also another sign of his devoutness to the Lord. See, God in his word had promised that what would come with the presence of the anointed king, what would come with the messianic age, would be comfort, would be consolation for God's people. If you go to the book of Isaiah chapter forty. As the prophet, God, through the prophets, as I speak to a people who are longing for God to bring about the, the, this messianic age, it says right at the beginning, it says this Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Comfort, comfort. It's said twice. That means that the comfort that God brings is something that is on his heart for his people. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And as you go through that chapter, what you see, verses 3 to 5, is actually a, a prophetic word about John the Baptist, who's the cousin of Jesus, was going to make the way, the son of Zechariah that we heard about. And it says there, verses 3 to 5, a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, make way for the way of the King every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill be made low, the uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places are plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, right at the beginning of that passage, Isaiah said, the heart of God is to bring comfort to God's people. How will he do it? Through the coming of the Messiah, the King. As you roll through Isaiah, you also see this in chapter 57. I have seen his ways, God talking about Israel, his people, but I will heal him, and I will lead him and restore comfort to him and his mourners. See, what God's people were longing for, for all of time, and specifically at this time, was the comfort that only God can bring. And that comfort and consolation that can only come through the giving of the messianic age, through the anointed one, through the king. See, in Isaiah 61, and Jesus quotes this in the the synagogues, it says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he, the Lord, has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. See, Simeon was longing and waiting for God to fulfill his promise of comfort through the coming of a Messiah. He longed for that consolation. But Luke also tells us in verse 25 that the Spirit of God was upon Simeon. And that the Holy Spirit, God himself, had revealed to Simeon that he wouldn't see death. He wouldn't die till he sees the Lord's Christ. So God had made a specific uh, promise to this old man. This old man that was longing for the comforts of God to say, Simeon, you're not going to die till you actually set eyes on on the king who will bring that comfort. That's an amazing promise, isn't it? Imagine that. Simeon was longing for the consolation of Israel. And he was also waiting for God to fulfill his promise. And he knew that he would not die till he had seen the promised Messiah. So no wonder when he picks up Jesus, about 40 days after his birth, And he was presented to the Lord. No wonder Simeon breaks out into song. Amen? No wonder. Folks, the joy. When you've been longing for something, the joy. In our house yesterday, the joy was overwhelming. Overwhelming. Kids getting up earlier, sitting on stairs, waiting to go in. Coiled springs, ready to go in. They go in. Boom. The joy was, no wonder When at the depths of the heart of this man, his longing was to see the comfort that only comes from God through the Messiah. Did he break out into song? And just a few things in this song that I want us to highlight. Verses 29 to 32. Let me just read it. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. The first point is this. Simeon says in a song, now I can die in peace because the wait is over. Now I can die in peace because the wait is over. See, he says, according to your word, according to what it says in the Old Testament, and according to the promise that you have made to me, I can now close my eyes on this life with peace, encouragement, and comfort because the messianic era is here. Jesus is here, Israel's comforter is here, your anointed one is here, the promised king is here, Jesus is here, and my eyes have seen him. By your spirit, Simeon says, you have opened my eyes, and you have shown me who he is, and now I can finish this life in peace. For those of you who are older here, I know that you think more of what is to come and what that means. And I know that you wanna close your eyes on this life with peace, peace amongst your family, peace in your situation, and ultimately for those who know Jesus, peace with God. Simeon had that and he broke out into song. I've shared this story many times. Ron Martin, who was an elder of this church, died at 96. And I'm telling you that man closed his eyes on this life with a peace. Why? Because his eyes had seen the salvation that is only found in Jesus. See, Simeon now can say, I can die in peace because the wait is over. Then he says, verse 31, salvation is here, and he's here for all people. Simeon is saying that, yes, he's been longing for the consolation, the comfort of Israel, the encouragement for them, but this salvation has been prepared in the presence of all people. Folks, this means that that Jesus is not just for the comfort of Israel, but for all people of all nations, of all tribes. And they will know the grace and saving work that comes with this king. See, Simeon knew that the Messiah, the promised king, was salvation not just for Israel, but for all people. See, Isaiah again, and he would have known this, says this, the Lord has Bared his holy arm before the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of God. Simeon knew his Bible. He knew that the Messiah would come, and the comfort wasn't just for Israel, the comfort was for people like you and for people like me also. This old man was praising God because the consolation of humanity, not just Israel, was in his arms. And then he says, This truth will be revealed to those who are in darkness, verse 32a. To this point, to this point in time, all people who were not Jews were outside of the revealed truth and promises made by God. But Jesus had arrived. And he had arrived to bring a light to those who were in the darkness. He arrived to those who were blind and ignorant And strangers to the promise of this salvation. And Simeon, in knowing the word of God, through the power of the Spirit, sings a song to say that this baby will bring those who are in darkness into the light. He will be a light of revelation. They will see the revelation of God in this baby that he had in his arms. You see, this was a fulfillment again from Isaiah 49. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. God's peace is that it's not not enough for it just to be Israel. This salvation is to the ends of the earth. See, Simeon, in his song of praise, takes the angel's song just that step further. In that he is saying, this peace is for all men, but not just the men of Israel, but the men and women that includes Gentiles and those who were strangers to the promises of God. Folks, us. Us. And then he says, verse 32b, that the glory of truth, will be seen by all who have been waiting. The glory of truth will be seen by all who have been waiting. Israel, all of those who have been waiting, those who knew the truth, will see the manifestation of God's glory in this child, and it will bring glory to them. See, Simeon is praising God at the end of a life of longing and waiting because the glory of God is being revealed in the face of Jesus Christ, the baby in his arms, who will be the light of truth, salvation, and glory to all people. He will be the consolation of Israel. He is here. So now I can die, and I can die with peace. The wait for the Messiah was over. He had arrived, and what he brings is comfort for God's people. But in order, folks, for that consolation to be realized, the other thing of longing and waiting needed to be accomplished, which was redemption. Redemption. And now we see the second person in this passage, an old lady, Anna. She was a widow. She was a prophetess who for years had been praying and fasting along with others, waiting for the redemption of Israel, the buying back, the freeing of Israel from their enemies. And she, with others, had been waiting and longing for the price of freedom to be paid, freedom from Rome, and freedom to the kingdom of the Messiah. And after Simeon's song of praise, Mary and Joseph marveled. They marvel at what he's got to say. And then Simeon turns to Mary and then explains to her, I think, what this means. And this probably all happened in the earshot of Anna, verses 34 and 35. He says this, he will be the rise and fall of many in Israel. What does that mean? It means some will reject And some will be offended by him, but others will be built up on him as he is the foundation. And he will be the judge of the arrogant, but he will save the humble and the meek. That's what it means. He then explains that he will face future opposition. And that opposition will reveal the truth of people's hearts. And the process of that, Mary, will break your heart. The details nobody really knew. But the price of redemption that brings comfort will be painful and costly. Anna would have heard that. And for her, the wait was over. The longing was done. But the price of comfort and redemption still had to be paid. But salvation was going to be purchased for all people by this baby. Who is in the arms of this old faithful saint. So what does Anna do? She runs to all her mates who they've been praying with for ages. It was probably the temple coffee morning. Going in. Redemption has arrived. Redemption has arrived. The price is going to be paid. The comfort that we've been waiting for, the thing that we've been longing for, for all of our lives is being accomplished. And Simeon has hold of the baby in his arms. This baby's going to grow. And the redemption, the price is going to be paid by him. And we are going to be free. And we are going to know the comfort that only comes from God. So, what does this all mean for us? What does this mean for us today? See, what we see in this story are two people who had an insatiable longing for consolation and redemption, for comfort and freedom. And God, through his word and spirit, had opened the eyes of Simeon and Anna and others to the need of comfort and redemption but also he simultaneously made promises to provide that comfort and that redemption. You see that? By his spirit, through his word, there is a need for the comfort that only comes from God. There is a need of freedom that only comes with God. And as God shows him that, he simultaneously promises that he will deliver it. See, Simeon was looking for who would give this consolation and Anna was fasting and praying for the one who would bring redemption. Redemption. See, folks, the piety of the Old Testament properly understood produces men and women who were eagerly waiting for the coming of the gospel. See, God's word had kindled in them a flame of expectancy. Like when we get the Advent calendars out for the kids, it kindles a flame of expectancy for the 25th. They were waiting and expecting God to fulfill his promise to send a savior and a king. And at last, God had fulfilled his promise, not just for Israel, but for the whole world. Folks, I want us to understand this, that God prepares people to receive Christ for who he really is by stirring up a deep, insatiable longing for a consolation and a redemption that can only come through Christ. That can only come through Christ. See God, through His word and spirit, opens the eyes of the spiritually blind to see the reality of our situation. and as a result, we have an insatiable desire and longing for comfort and freedom, redemption in the midst of that situation. See, there are so many people who are walking around this world blind to the reality of the situation. Yeah, people, feel that they need comfort, people feel that they need freedom, but they don't know what they need comfort for and freedom from. And it is God through his word and through his spirit that opens up the eyes of the spiritually blind to see the reality of our situations. But God not only opens our eyes, he has also shows us that he has given us the answer to this longing. He has given us the one that he promised many years ago to be that comfort and to be That redemption for every single one of us. Folks, the application of consolation and comfort from hopelessness, from confusion, the application for redemption, restoration, and freedom from brokenness, from guilt, from the weight of sin before God is Jesus. It's Jesus. It's not a wonderful family Christmas, it's not all the gifts that we received yesterday. It's not even a boss pair of Puma trainees. The application of the consolation and the application of redemption is Jesus Christ. It's all applied in him. It's all found in him. All the promises find there are men in him. And Simeon knew that and Anna knew that. And for those of us in Christ, we know that too. That real comfort is only found in him. The comfort and freedom that we long for can only come through Jesus. And the longing is God preparing us to wait for his appearing. See, Simeon and Anna, in light of God's promises, are waiting for his first appearing. But the application for us today is for us to have the same attitude as Simeon and Anna. That in light of God's promises, we are waiting for his second appearing. Not this time to save, but this time to judge and reward. The Apostle Paul, right at the end of his life, said this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. You get from the text, Simeon and Anna were buzzing over the fact that they saw the appearing of Jesus. Folks, do you know the consolation and redemption that the first appearing of Jesus brought? Do you know the comfort that comes from putting your faith in Jesus Christ? Do you know the freedom that comes from putting your faith in Jesus, knowing that he has paid the price that we need to pay for our sin? Do you know that? A consolation and redemption that brings a peace that surpasses all understanding. A joy that is unspeakable and a hope that is living and will never die. Have you loved his appearing? Have you loved him? Yesterday, were you reminded of his appearing? And, folks, are you, are we eagerly longing and waiting? For his second appearing. Or have we become disillusioned. And stopped like a disillusioned kid with their advent calendar. If you look honestly to see. That your life is not shaped by the longing and waiting. For him. The longing and waiting for the coming of Jesus is because we know that the fullness of comfort and redemption will be realized when he returns. We have a partial understanding of that. But when he comes, we're going to know comfort in a way that our minds can't even grasp. We're going to know freedom in a way that, that we have no idea what that actually means. Freedom from ourselves. Freedom from sin. Freedom to live and truly love each other. The truth of who Jesus is has been revealed to us as God has shone that truth into our hearts whilst also promising the fullness and comfort and freedom that only he brings. I said this before, I want to say it again. I want this to ring in your ears. God prepares people to receive Christ for who he really is, by staring up a deep, insatiable longing for a comfort and redemption that only can come through Jesus. So folks, when we find ourselves longing for the consolation and redemption that we know only comes from Jesus, remember that God is doing something to stir that longing up in you. And he's stirring that longing and that waiting up in you. So you look to him. So you trust him. So we are reminded that true comfort and freedom can only come through Jesus. Who was given to us and promises one day to return. As we close out 2021, this past year has been... Loaded with so many ups and so many downs, mainly downs. Downs of pain, discouragement, fear, confusion. Let us, like Simeon, hold on to the truth that we can live and die with peace, whatever is happening. Because our eyes have seen his salvation. We've seen Jesus. We have Jesus and we are waiting the return of Jesus who will comfort, who will free and who will ultimately take us home. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he is the consolation and the comfort of all people. We praise and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts that you have sh- you who spoke light into the darkness have shone the light of Christ into our hearts we thank you for that wonderful treasure that we as jars of clay hold on to and we ask lord that we like Simeon and like Anna would be full of joy because of your first appearing but would eagerly wait And long for the second appearing when you will come, Lord Jesus, and make all things new. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Father, I've said that more in the last two years than I have in my whole life. I want to trust that you are doing in me and doing in us a work that stirs up an insatiable longing for the return of Jesus. Jesus, please come back soon. Please take us home. All things new. Bless us and keep us. Make your face shine upon us. Help us to know that peace. We pray these things in your precious name. Amen.